0: So, hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Kingsway kickabout. Uh, we are back uh, in our usual time slot uh, and it will be the case for the pretty much, yeah, the rest of the season. Uh, so, I want to begin the show in a slightly different way today. Uh, I want to have a slightly more topical discussion, uh, a bit of nostalgia, you know, well, we're, wherever this discussion goes. But uh, it's Liverpool v Man United this weekend, a, a fixture which me and Alf agree is the biggest in English football. And, you know, Alf, What's your view on it? What are your experiences of it? And, uh, you know, what do you think of it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's definitely the uh, biggest, if if not my favourite game in English football. It, it's definitely, undoubtedly, the biggest. I mean, the two clubs who are on just another plane to any other club in English football. Um, my my first memories of it, actually, are... Um, uh, it's not from the uh, 06, 07 or oh seven oh eight seasons, which were... Um, two of the more routine wins from United. Uh, but it was actually in the 08-09 season. The 4-1? Yeah, with uh, Liverpool's famous 4-1 at uh, Old Trafford. Um, Fernando Torres, obviously, uh, really announcing himself in that game. But also, I believe, uh, Andrea De Sena and Fabio Aurelio were on the score sheet that day.
0: Yeah, some proper... Uh, some vintage games for Liverpool. I mean, naughty's Liverpool was uh, at times quite good, but, you know, never quite at
1: that level but, yeah. you know no absolutely and it's um it's it's such a uh a shame that the uh, uh the fixtures haven't really lived up to its billing in recent years uh no my, my favorite but... in the post ferguson era was actually the uh double header in the europa league uh be- oh yeah i believe it's the first time that Man united yeah. and liverpool ever met yeah
0: i think well the thing with that game was the moment it was announced, Liverpool fans and the club, like they took it by the scruff of the neck, and I feel Man yeah. United were a bit apprehensive for that fixture. Anyway, they were like, "Oh God, not Liverpool!" But Liverpool were like, "Yes, we want this." And yeah, I think that reflected both games, the performances.
1: It was slightly bizarre. Um, I, I remember Louis van Hall. Obviously, it was. Um... Uh, despite it being Van Gaal's second season, it was really at the stage of the season where top four looked unlikely for Man United, which would have yeah. and did result in his sacking. Um, so it seemed that Europa League was going to be his priority, with uh, it being the first ever season—no, uh, the second ever season. Sorry, uh, where the Europa League winners would qualify for the Champions League directly. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was also in the midst of a Man United's really bad injury crisis. Um I, th- I I think sandwiched between the two legs, um, or maybe just before, was a Man U's, uh Manu's uh three two win over Arsenal, uh, where uh obviously Marcus Rashford burst onto the team with his two Oh, yeah, guys, yeah and you had a completely injury ravaged squad. I remember Guillermo Varela played, um uh Jackson came off the bench, you know, some really you know well Marcus Rashford at the time as well. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Um, as I say, uh, obviously <laughs> the last few games at Anfield have either been a formality or uh, just drab nil nils.
0: Well, I blame Mourinho to some extent for a lot of the post focus and nil nils.
1: Yeah,
0: and just generally, yeah. But uh, it is one of the. Sorry, carry on. Carry yeah,
1: on. I, I'm just going to say, um, I, I remember the 1718 season. Uh, I, I can remember this actually because um. Uh, Basically, it was a uh, it was October the fourteenth, the day before oh, my yep, birthday yep. birthday, mum's birthday, and uh, yeah. it was uh, I had a house party later that night, um, yeah. and uh, a Liverpool friend of mine said, oh, do you want to come over and watch a game?" And I was obviously, you know, considering it for being uh, he lived out in the sticks, so it would have been a bit of an effort to get there. Um, and I said, "No, nah, I'm not sure I can be asked." And what a good decision it was, um, with Manu just uh, sticking five four one and then a six four zero. Well,
0: yeah, that was a lot of Man United fans felt that Man United team in form. Liverpool were on the back foot, and yeah. they would have. But you know, it was such a tame performance from. Yeah, me. well, United uh, only dropped points in the league once before that that season. Uh, yeah, and they came. Yeah, but I think that's a. And uh, Marine,
1: uh, another yeah, one is. The 1617 nil nil at Anfield, which was at yeah one of the year I think that was actually quite a good game because in that game, not only did you have uh, Antonio Valencia making a Herculean challenge uh, coming back is one of my big memories, but also um, David de Gea's save from a uh, Philip Coutinho long shot, which yeah. I did the rounds on Twitter because some uh, analytics fella uh did you know a screenshot of uh save and this is like an anatomy of a wonder save and you know mapped out yeah. the length of the hair dove and you know well, angle of his arm you
0: know what? i think you talk about a post uh ferguson United you know, united liverpool picture has been disappointing a sky build that up as red monday and like yeah. the uh the, the greatest showdown in football yeah and it was uh it, it was a big big disappointment yeah it's, it's it's
1: kind of you know uh perhaps uh uh and analogy can be made with the north london derby where in in recent years the two have kind of sort of roles in the sense that obviously tw- during 2013 united liverpool tend to be uh goal heavy games where apart from the 4-4 of the emirates it wasn't really ever the case in the north london they really tragic. but
0: yeah the north some of the north london derby since then have
1: yeah right but, but then obviously since then you know we've had some we've had some really good london derbies north london derbies i should say uh yeah nice. Um, and I mean, I mean this weekend, uh, as I say, um, uh, United will obviously sit back, look to them. Well, one,
0: two, it's been very interesting. I have something I wanted to bring up. Uh, so a lot of discourse from the Liverpool perspective has been on the fact that Liverpool are basically a naughty slash late 90s. Uh, well, United are a naughty slash late 90s Liverpool side in that they're good, but they're not good enough, if you get what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. Um, uh, but, uh, and especially in the sense that, you know, United were very close last season, maybe even this season, uh, to that um, 2001 uh, Mickey Mouse treble. Uh, yeah, the Mickey Mouse you know, treble, yeah. Yeah, with, uh, with uh, the Europa League. Um, and obviously, we l- lest we forget, you know, we'll, we'll be talking and uh, analysing uh, this, this Sunday's game or next week's kickabout, uh, and then yeah. we're going to have to preview the FA Cup. Uh, game as well, well so the same game
0: again, but bear in mind, uh, before I mean, I, I should probably save the start, but I can't help myself. Uh, so Liverpool haven't beaten Man United in the FA Couple Ways since 1921, so a uh, hundred years wow. is a good uh, time to do it. I, I
1: remember, um, I think it might have been in 2010, maybe 2011, maybe 2009, but uh, yeah, either 2010 or 2011. Um, and uh, United had Liverpool at home in the third round, and Gig
0: scored a penalty after like twenty seconds, and then it was just a terrible game from then on in. I seem to remember. Uh, well, I mean, United fans often bring up Solskjaer's 89th and 90th minute. Uh, yes, uh, winners in '99, which, mm. which was, of course, you know they won it, went on to win overall. Mm. So yeah,
1: I, I, I should say actually, um, there, there have been two decent United, really decent United Liverpools, maybe even three really in recent memory. Um, I mean, fifteen, sixteen, obviously the anti Martial bursting onto the scene mom, was good, um, but then in uh, January twenty seventeen as well, um, uh, it was in mid January around this time of the year actually. Um, United hosts Liverpool, and both were you know both clubs were you know a really optimistic period. Both were clearly on the up, uh, at least in the short term with United, um, and uh, it was it was a really you know tense but good one all. Um, and then obviously it's you know kind of dampened by the pandemic, uh, you know, grinding the season to the halt. But last season, uh, again, I think Liverpool United was at a similar time. Uh, at-
0: yeah, well, I remember the first game away at Old Trafford was uh, Liverpool yeah. just about got that point, And many Liverpool fans were like, fine, we'll take that point and move on.
1: But it was, it, it was, you know, it, it was a really seminal game in Liverpool's season last season where they beat United. Too. Yeah,
0: well, that, that was, was the first really- time Liverpool's actually... Liverpool fans started to actually sing. Uh, we're gonna win. We're yeah. gonna win the league. Yeah. yeah, that was when Liverpool fans were like, "Yeah, this has happened." Mm. But uh, yeah, I, so yeah, that nostalgia thing I think is very interesting and a role reversal. in football does indeed work in cycles.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, it, re- it really does indeed, uh, and uh, I hope uh, I hope we create some uh, more nostalgia uh, in the coming weeks with two. Hopefully, really, really good and entertaining games yeah uh so
0: anything else you want to talk
1: about in the premier league else? uh no i mean linked into that was the uh, uh the fa cup draw but i guess uh, logically we'll discuss the results from the previous
0: i think we should start uh, down in sussex in-, in crawley
1: yes yes very nice indeed uh yeah yeah crawley in sussex yeah just about um yes uh really really Interesting game. <laughs> um, I, 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 had a feeling Crawley would win, but definitely not three nil. Um, and you know, I, Crawley with a slash and grab. Um, but it was, it was, you know, it was. It was a very intriguing game because, you know, Bielsa put out basically a second string apart from players who were suspended for their next league game, that being in Phillips and uh, Rodrigo Mimeno. Um But, you know, even in previous Leeds' uh, hasty FA Cup exits under Bielsa, when they put up a second string, you know, they, they still play with the same verve, aggression, forward movement, no matter who the um, But they're really limp uh, against Crawley. I'm not sure whether that's a pitch or what. And Crawley had the best chance of the first half. Um, i can't remember the name of the center half getting up but you know with with a header going into the north, uh, top right corner um it was uh Kassia did well to tip it on the bar and then it went over um and crawley just really took the game by the scuff of the and um you know uh, maybe it's not even an exaggeration uh
0: to say dominated proceedings uh really well it was not, uh, and on top of that, uh, of course, a Saruola who scored yeah. the first goal has quite a touching and deep story, and it meant a lot to him. Yeah, absolutely, having come from a, for, for a de- very debil- debilitating injury and for, to have his football career threatened the way it was. Yeah, it's so. Really, I think it's the magic of the FA Cup, indeed. Absolutely, and it it was a
1: pretty damning uh, indictment on you know Tottenham's already flailing academy. I mean, apart from Jaffi Tanganga and Oli skip in um, recent years, they've, they've, they haven't really produced anyone of one of them, really. And um, obviously, it's really getting released, and it'll be a really, you know, uh, fun thing for him to, you know, uh, 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 show Tottenham uh, where they were and uh, letting him go. A really well-taken finish as well. People were trying to blame Casir uh, uh, for it, but I couldn't really uh, see that, as well as the uh, second goal by um, Narsan, uh, actually um and then obviously you know people further compounded it by you know saying uh with a uh, corner bringing on mark right at the end of the game that they were just taking the piss um <laughs> which uh um yeah is uh, obviously you know money in the coffers for corny with like the banking contracts uh, that was uh, made uh, for Indeed. um and uh, oh yeah it, it's also been so nice obviously uh Earlier this season, we've talked about uh, Grumpy John Yens. Well, Grumpy is a bit of an understatement in his, you know, uh, iconic post-match interviews. I think he must just hate that local reporter, really.
0: Um, yeah, he just—he's not one for the media,
1: like, Yeah, uh, but it, it was nice to see him with a with a smile on his face, and you know, getting involved with the champagne celebrations and whatnot. Um, and also, um. Uh, A lot was made, uh, you know, uh, the guy who uh, does the John Yem's parody account on Twitter is obviously a Crawley fan. And, you know, he was complaining about a pretty, on paper, poor FA Cup draw away at Bournemouth. Um, But I disagree. I think this is a really good draw for Crawley because it's one they can definitely win. Um, Bournemouth um, have obviously, as we've discussed, got a very thin squad this season. Um, and you know, they're playing a lot of Academy lads in these cup games, you know, uh Ball being one of them, uh Jack Simpson another, uh Dennis in goal, Sam Surridge, uh a peripheral striker who's, you know, getting games up front. Um so it's definitely gonna be a second string uh Bournemouth. And that's a pretty weak second string. Um and I mean if Crawley play the same way they did uh against uh Leeds, um, I I see no um, so I see no reason, that's what I'm trying to say, uh why they might make the,
0: now, with Bournemouth's philosophy towards the FA Cup as a club, I don't yeah. think Jason Tindall will be too uh, too disappointed at being. Uh, well, I mean,
1: yeah, there. I don't. Um, as Jason Tindall already beat an Eddie Howe, that regard, I swear Bournemouth have
0: been knocked out in the third round or at least the fourth round. Well, never forget Alf. I think the mother of all uh, take. I mean, Jurgen Klopp's got his hate for sure, but uh, I think it was Bournemouth v. Millwall. I don't know whether you remember it. Yeah. Uh, how many? I, don't, I think it was when I was in episode 16, 17 he uh, they were comfortably mid table so oh, yeah. and he, named, um, he he named it was 11 changes to that team yeah for the premier league game which many people thought was just atrocious. yeah no
1: well well that was that was one of a that was one of my biggest grievances early how in the you know interlude of their period in the premier league where you know like you know 2017 2018 2019 you know when survival was likely by january for football yeah,
0: um, why well, they didn't go for a cup on it was pretty infuriating, really. Um, and not just, uh, one and one of these cases, which is quite close to your heart. Uh, remember Oxford Newcastle?
1: Uh, the yeah, the 3-0 in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of talk uh, about, uh, well, uh, on talk sport at least, and various pundits gave Benitez a lot of well, space <laughs> for all the Newcastle fans travelling down and for him to pick. Well, it
1: what no, did. well, it. The, the, this theme is always difficult, right? Because okay, Newcastle for one, like they needed to get promoted that season, and they they had the period in January and February where they had that big wobble in the Championship before, you know, really pushing ahead in March to go on and win the league. Um, so I, th- I, I I I could see Ben Benitez's logic with that, um, and also I mean he did play John Joe Shelby in that game, he did play Alex Mitrovic. I mean, at a fundamental point the team he fielded was good enough to beat Oxford. You know, okay. um, uh, it, it's not like, you know, he literally did play the academy. Um, but I mean, uh, and also they did miss a penalty in that game, which was a bit of a side doors moment. Uh, anyway, uh, we obviously were very glad uh, that he picked a slightly weakened team. And uh, yeah, I, I can. Uh, I can um, well,
0: a, wi- a win's a win. Yes, a win is a
1: win. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, although that said, I... I in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that we're not in the latter rounds of the FA Cup this season because I think if we were to get a really juicy draw, then the pain of not being able to go would be too much.
0: But speaking of Newcastle, and in turn, uh, so they were beaten by Sheffield United, who uh, on Tuesday, who in turn had a good win at Bristol Rovers, uh, which uh, I think in his post-match, uh, Wilder said, you know, it'll bring the group together. It's a positive in what's been a sea of negatives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a good result for them. Uh, they fought for that win, of course. They showed some character, Bristol Rovers were, were in that game. And I think it may have them given, you know, some sort... We'll see how long this lasts, but, you know, it's it's given them a platform to win against a Newcastle.
1: Absolutely. Um, it can show what a win in the Cup can do for confidence, albeit, you know, not, not the most ideal. Bear um, they dominated Newcastle. Yeah, the they season, did. Though. They really did. It was an absolutely, I think, the most abject performance of the sea Bruce era. Um, well,
0: I mean, this this is what I mean now with Sheffield United. We go back to our conversation with Stewart back in Bradley, and he said, you know, they have been playing well, and for once they were remorse. Yes, uh, they have been,
1: and it will give them confidence, if not, you know, to do the greatest of escapes, then at least, to, you know, not have a Derby's record as a blemish, or, you know, beating, or not beating, or whatever it is, <laughs> a Derby's record as a blemish on their time in the Premier League. Um yeah, a uh, uh, very many positives uh, for Sheffield United, even though going down to ten men uh, did help them. And I mean, you know, this FA Cup campaign, you know, could really, really take off for them um, because who they get? In the they've role, got Plymouth uh... at home, uh, which is obviously a league um... one side. Um, so you know, uh, and you know, Plymouth having a fairly similar season to Bristol Rovers uh, this season, in that you know they're they're kind of slightly underperforming to what we expected of them uh, this season, but the quality is still there. Um, and then, obviously, for some reason, they've done the fifth round draw uh, as well as the fourth round draw this time, which is slightly bizarre. But uh, you know, anyway, uh, and they'll be at home again at Bramall Lane. Excuse me to uh, Millwall, yeah. Bristol City in um, in round five, which is another very winnable, winnable game. And then before you know, before you know it, you're in the um, you're in the FA Cup quarter final. Um, so you know, hopefully, a lesson to uh, other Premier League clubs. Uh, to take, uh, take the cup uh, a bit more seriously. Um, as for Newcastle in the FA Cup, um, oh, I'm not sure if you watched the game, but Adamie Carroll was an absolute guilt edged chance in the 94th minute before it went to uh, before it went to extra time, uh, which uh, I'm sure Bruce will be cursing.
0: Well, it, it, it was they made Arsenal work, and uh, while they didn't dominate possession, they did give them trouble, which which is a positive. But then again, I don't think Steve Bruce is a as as at fault as, far as it usually is because a lot of Newcastle fans at the minute there is a disgruntlement around that. Club.
1: Yeah, no, there there, there definitely is, um, and and rightfully so. I mean, you know, we saw the explosion after after the uh, the Blades game. Uh, I, I, I think it was, you know, I think it's probably the moment where Newcastle any Newcastle fans in the pro Bruce camp, camp, sorry, uh, have left. <laughs> um, it's and I mean. They are lucky that you know West Brom, Fulham, Brighton are all having pretty abject seasons. But I mean, we wouldn't rule out an even a slight upturn in Sheffield United form. Uh, West Brom, they look again, they also look They got I abject. Mean, I think he's picked a job which is too, ch- too tough for even him this time. Uh, but you know, they can definitely piece a run of wins together. Fulham haven't lost in about six weeks. Or something now which is just mad when you think about it um and you know the individual quality in their squad is starting to come through in games and they're getting those individual moments moments to get the points brighton haven't got their just rewards this season um and and so you know there it's not like newcastle are in a you know impregnable zone of uh you know mid-table premier league safety if that makes sense um especially without uh an upturn in fourth of them which is needed
0: well, I think they have the likes of Sam Maximan and Carroll. And they have players who I think can come together to uh, make things happen. But it's up to Bruce to show some positivity. I, well, I mean,
1: I'd, you know, I dread to think what... If, if it was, you know, t- the Benitez 18 19 squad, I mean, they'd be in the bottom three at the moment. I mean, without Sam Maximan and, um, uh, you know, Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser, uh, to give a bit of pace and impetus going forward, then, yeah, I, I, I dread to think where they'd be right now.
0: Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that. And uh, another game, uh, we talked about West Brom. Uh, so West Brom losing away to Blackpool.
1: Yes. Um, another team, you know, putting out a second string, which is, you know, not a wise decision against uh, League One side, you know, up for a game, you know, in a really good run of form as Blackpool are. Um the you know players that came into the West Brom eleven who you know peripheral players you know you know who would be vying for a place in the first team uh, didn't really do the business. He looked pretty disinterested, uh, to be honest, uh, throughout the entire game. Uh, you know some pretty limp shots when he got the chance uh, as well. Um, and uh, David Button did a de- de- decent job in goal, but I mean Brandon Slavivanovic just looked sort of washed. Now, to be honest, even against the League One side, his legs just look totally gone. Um,
0: oh, sorry to say, this, I had no idea when he was even at West Brom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, a a Billich signing, which obviously seems to be you know specific of Billich, and you know now he's gone. Billich has gone, and so he's.
0: Well, it's interesting. Well, it, it takes a lot of balls to come back to the Premier League at the age of thirty-six, given how physical it is.
1: Yeah, no, no, that that is very true. Um, but you know Pereira is a false nine as well as another one that just didn't really work. Terrible penalty in the shootout from Pereira by Vonne. Um Looks as if he can do it. Um But uh, you know, all all, all credit to Blackpool. Um, you know, they're, they're, as I say, you know, we talked about their backline at the start of their upturn in form, and you know, I, you know, waxed lyrical about Daniel Ballard. I'm going to wax lyrical about it again. This guy is Northern Ireland's captain. It, as soon as Johnny Evans retires, I think, and
0: Really? Well, it's one to yeah. keep
1: an eye on. Uh and I mean to be honest, I wouldn't even rule him rule out him getting a solid few minutes in the Arsenal first team next season. Um Daniel Gretison as well, uh centre half. Um will probably get his first cap for Iceland in the near future. James Husband has finally, you know, he failed to make the step up in the championship with Norwich, but I mean at least one level he's a really solid left back, got a really, really nice, consistent cross on him as well. Um, and, you know, when you've got a solid basis like that, you know, that's a that's a good foundation for uh, for uh, cup sets, um, which Backpool have come more accustomed to. And I'm glad that they uh, they got through. Uh, and uh, I can't remember who Backpool, they they got Brighton in the next round. Yeah, I remember two Bs. Uh, they're away at Brighton in the next round, uh, which, again, you know, Graham Potter will probably put out a second string, uh, is also another winnable game. For them.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh so, yeah, any other. Yeah, I mean, speaking other? of uh,
1: Brighton, a uh, really entertaining game on a Sunday night. I mean, I'm not sure about you, Aki, but I mean, in recent years, there hasn't been um, a team in the lower divisions of English football uh, who have been so adept and good at cup sets as Newport County in recent years. Uh, especially at Rodney Parade. They've turned Mm -hmm. over Middlesbrough there, Leicester there, Leeds there, gave Man City a good game there, gave Tottenham a very good game there with um, Tottenham only getting a call in the last few minutes. Um, And, you know, whenever there's a game for them at home at Rodney Parade, you really do fancy Newport. And um, they'll be kicking themselves uh, because they had chances to win the game in normal time. Yes, obviously Brighton got the late goal before Newport scored from a clangor from Jason Steele uh, in the final uh, minute. Take the game to extra time, um, but if Newport could just take penalties a little bit better, uh, they they would have been going for again. Then obviously a winnable tie.
0: Well, it's the luck of the draw, but you know they can take heart from that as they have done from many performances before. But well, should we talk about the the most intriguing intriguing tie? Uh, Spurs at Marine because you know five 0 is a uh, it's respectable when you're when
1: you're not doing it professionally? Yeah, no, I, I, obviously Tottenham, you know, really took that sort of gas in the second half. Um, but, you know, Marine, you know, with them hitting the bar, uh, with Joe Hart, you know, casually just thought he was going to just sail over the sail over. And, you know, there was nothing that needed to and, You know, if that goes in, maybe it's different. I mean, I'm not sure it would be. Um, I've, I've a bone to pick with Carlo Vinicius in this game for his uh, over-celebration of two smashed goals from... Uh, uh, a yard out. Um, obviously, when he had the brace under his belt, um, people were talking about, "Oh, could he break a Dirk Houts uh, record uh, for the you know hat trick from the shortest distance away from goal?" Which is another Liverpool United topic, actually, which we should have mentioned in our opening segment. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, it's you know, it was. It, Tottenham did what they needed to do. Um, they could have played with a bit more. Uh, aggression and pace for my liking, um but yeah, you know they didn't expend much energy, and I mean to get through five nil is you know uh, just 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 what they needed really. And I mean, the money Marine have uh, got from this, I mean, from the tier a,
0: yeah, they sold more virtual tickets than they would have. Done yeah,
1: I, I mean the money they've got from this for a tier eight club, I mean I can't even.
0: There's a very good article on the Athletic about how they prepared for it, yes. which I'd recommend our uh, yeah. listeners I to, mean, to
1: read. If, if you know, we saw them, we saw what Lincoln did with the money when they were in non-league. Uh, I mean, w- this is just going to put Marine on a whole new financial level. Uh, I think it's a,
0: it, it's it's for a whole for a whole yeah. decade. I think it was one of their players or two decades. I like mean,
1: look, what in the next, I'd be shocked in the next five years if we don't see Marine in the Vanarama system at least. Uh, you know, very soon mm. indeed. Well, Marine Brackley Alf will be yes, there. Uh, we will indeed, or even Marine away. At, uh, uh Oh no, they wouldn't be away. At Oxford City actually, unless City yeah, were,
0: they, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, well, yeah, because there was that season a few years ago where Oxford City got shafted and got put in the National League North. Um, no, I remember a four-four-two article on that actually. Anyway, oh wow. Uh, so, do you want
0: to? preview League One because uh, it is the rematch of Northampton Town just just a, a
1: quick mention to Chorley who are the lowest side left oh, in, in the FA Cup yeah, uh, yeah. as discussed yeah, on yeah. Our, one of our private DMs um, obviously yeah it was an academy team in Derby but, so kind of half expected to beat them but I mean it was literally men against boys but it was in terms of the idiom men against boys as well and you know the fact that you know so many clubs in the Championship and even League One and the Premier sure. League team, and, and,
0: how do you think Derby should react to that? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like as a club, like, sh- should they overreact and say, "Oh God, our youngsters are so bad; we need to change"? Or should they, say, ah, they, they have, have much
1: boys. bigger things on their plate at the minute? To be honest, with them, you know, players not getting paid for last month's wages. You know, they, they um, people, uh, the Athletic were reporting that the takeover is due to be completed this week with Rune being permanent manager. Um, there's a lot of um dotting and eyes and crossing of the team that still needed to be done. Uh, the, um, it's just a, the the misery of getting humbled in the FA Cup, I think, has somehow only been uh, beaten uh, by off the field issues uh, this week. Um, oh, so yeah, I, of, I course,
0: of course, of course. We'll come on for that. Also, with Chorley, uh, they've drawn Wolves, but it is worth noting they have beaten Wolves in the FA Cup. I before. did not know that. Was- and I think it was, uh, bear with me one second. Uh, uh, wait, surely beat them three nil in the. And... Oh, I didn't know that.
1: That would have been the radio. Really- yep, twenty fourth of November, nineteen eighty six. Surely
0: three. There you go. go. Uh,
1: eighty six, eighty seven—a very good FA Cup season as well with Coventry. Uh,
0: oh yep, the uh, yeah. First final.
1: Um, quickly on that. Apparently, when Gary Mabbott has ever been in Coventry or anywhere in the West Midlands, and you know people recognise him, they try and kiss his knee or get photos of his knee because I want to see if Gary Babbitt's deflected deflection off his knee.
0: Uh, well, yeah. of, of all the years that uh, Coventry spent in the top flight, which for our generation, of course, is a full yeah. memory. I think, you know, that that is their high point. And,
1: yeah. Um, uh yeah, no, it was uh, uh, one of those uh, very special cut moments. I'm, on Trolley also, um, uh, it'll, it'll be a good for Trolley because the game will be on TV, but I mean, wolves i i do think wolves will put out a first not maybe a totally first eleven, but as close as to a first 11 as they can get i mean they'll probably go ruddy and cold but i mean i can expect Neto to play silver to play nevers to play cody to play um and so it will be a very tall order uh, uh for chorley um uh next weekend uh, but yeah we we look forward to another packed weekend of uh of, of fa cup action next weekend but i mean this weekend looks uh just as tasty
0: Indeed. Uh, so, well, you uh, as, as you
1: mentioned, uh, Northampton, Oxford, uh, this weekend. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Northampton have a point to prove, and I hope
0: Keith's going to emphasise They do, that.
1: Um, and I mean, it's obviously a very compounded fixture this season. So we've already got the reverse uh, slate of uh, that Tuesday night when we were at uh, Brackley, uh, obviously, which was the first time Oxford and Northampton met this season with a four-nil win for Yellow. Um, I mean, this weekend, Northampton will take positives uh, from, excuse me, their nil-nil draw uh, home to Sunderland. But at the same time, lots are go into the game with four league wins in a row. And uh, oh, another win in the JPT. Uh, I'm still calling it the JPT. I think I'll forever call it the JPT on Tuesday night against Cambridge, which we're not in the quarterfinals for, actually. Um uh, no, two two oh, more, wow. two games away from wembley uh you never know um well
0: wasn't it oxford uh did you go to Wembley in 2016 yeah 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 Def- i
1: definitely i uh i really enjoyed going in 2016 where we were the big underdogs um and we gave Barnsley a really good game and it was sort of jpt but 2017 was pretty miserable uh coventry who were in league two time um, and we would
0: well I, I didn't, I didn't know that you got, that you were at Wembley. Uh, did, did yeah, Wembley. well, I mean, it was
1: obviously where B teams were introduced into the JPT, and so there was a B team ball um, which our fans participated in uh, all the way until the semi. Uh, the there, there,
0: there, there is some news. Our breaking news uh, as we're speaking: uh, Wayne Rooney has just been named the permanent Derby County manager. Has he? Given a two and a half, and a half well, years. Well, there you
1: go. And I mean, look, look. I was sceptical of the appointment, but he definitely deserves it. Um, it's not an exaggeration to say Derby have just been revolutionised since he's taken over. Um, they're playing like Poke's lockdown Koku Derby, uh, which is obviously the outfit we expect to see uh, this season. I, I think both me and you had them in our had them in playoffs uh, this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, uh but no no, I I I can't see them being in the relegation uh, picture for much much longer and that's uh, uh, a rare piece of positive news uh, for Rams fans, which is good. Yeah. But uh
0: yeah, where were we? So yeah, we were talking yeah, about B team uh,
1: boycott. Um and obviously we were the favourites of the commentary final and you know, I reluctantly went despite the B team boycott because I was just like, Yeah, we are at Wembley. Uh, we lost uh two one, we put in a pretty poor performance, really. Even though we had an absolute we had two edge chances of a final 10 minutes to make it to all uh believe me yeah uh and uh yeah uh Boxers are obviously gonna dominate this game uh
0: yeah unbeaten in five northampton one win in five and northampton have every reason to be worried because uh the relegation zone is breathing down their necks they are one point off afc wimbledon who are at home to sunderland i think
1: yes big game for wimbledon but i mean Oxford will dominate the game but it's just whether you know Atkinson or more drops a clangour or we you know we concede off a, a off a long throw or a set piece uh, or anything. I, I need not fear the long throws with Northampton anymore Bentosa has left Northampton I can rest easy. Um I think Bentoza was probably one of the most terrifying players uh if you were an opposition fan with his long throws. He was like um uh, that Icelandic fullback Serverson uh terrorizing uh teams at the euro's and the
0: world cup i'm um, northampton have made two new signings recently i'm just reading uh lee striker ryan edmondson and uh uh mikhail miller on loan from rotherham that's two forwards so uh... Uh, uh mikhail
1: miller obviously played a a, a decent squad role in Rotherham's league, uh promotion push uh league one last season um and speaking of that actually speaking of rotherham transfers slightly changing topic um one of the videos that has done the rounds on twitter this week is um uh, paul warne uh talking about the impact of the league one and two salary cap on championship clubs in the january window obviously a period of time where you know championship managers have a pretty settled 18 20 members of their squad which they're going to use you know for the final season running and you know everyone apart from that you know they try to ship off to get some game time at least on loan uh, in league, in league one, and league two. But you know, he literally he said an unnamed club at the top of um uh, league one, uh, literally only have five hundred quid left on their wage bill. Um, you know, yeah. when I mean average wage in the championship, what five grand a week, four five grand a week, six for a club like Rotherham, maybe. Yeah, you know,
0: uh, that's <laughs> that's just totally infeasible for if you're looking to ship off a player, uh, really. Um, well, yeah. They need to increase the salary cap or or you know i think clubs need to seriously appeal especially in we of living in with the resources. Well i
1: mean there was that idea floated of a balanced salary cap you know and which i agree with i mean you know it is ridiculous that Sunderland have the same sal- salary cap as accrington yeah that, yeah. that like, i don't want to be you know I don't want to be a, a protectionist of the, of, the, of the traditional English football order if that makes sense? I am open to change and clubs rising and clubs falling. Um, uh, but there is a stage where it takes the piss. Um, which, in you know, assuming Covid wasn't a thing right now, uh, Sunderland would be getting you know twenty five thirty thousand 30,000 through their gates, and Accrington would be getting what, like 4,000 through theirs, max. yeah. Um, uh so 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 there definitely needs to be amendment amendments uh to the salary cap uh if 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 not only to make league one a fairer division but also so that the chasm between the championship and league one doesn't uh grow even deeper
0: indeed uh so yeah that's uh changes which are needed to the league and uh hopefully they'll come and i think clubs need to raise this issue and uh, because if, if it's Making the league that much less competitive, and it's making a, it's impacting the development of players, hence the quality of football. Then I think it's only the league who are suffering, and yeah.
1: Yes, uh, another game uh, that is uh, an interesting one in the league on this weekend. It's actually Swindon versus Doncaster. Um, I'm finding you know Doncaster slightly. A few cracks starting to appear in their promotion push. You know, uh, Whiteman's been sold to Preston North End, which is a massive blow for them. Uh, obviously, Joe Bursick got recalled to Stoke to play in net for them. Now, Joe Lumley's been recalled, who was on loan from QPR. Uh, they've now got Henry Balcom in uh, from Brentford uh, on loan, who made some exceptional saves and we, but he is an unknown in English football, which will be a slight worry. Uh, meanwhile, Swindon have really solved their goalkeeper issues this season, uh, or at least they look like to look to have solved it um Koval, you know uh was making too many errors that was uh in the first half of the season they brought in travers on loan from bournemouth which is a really a shoot signing uh, obviously played a few games in the premier league towards the latter end the Eddie house reign uh so actually these fears um it was a really good performance from swindon away at ipswich uh last saturday um yeah what was the score of that uh but uh it was free to swindon uh, and Scott yeah. Twine obviously returning from Newport on his loan, Scott Twine's for an absolute worldie contender for goal of the season. Yeah, absolute was a big dipper uh of a strike, you know, dipping at the final moment into the top corner and uh, coming straight back off uh straight out of the meeting panel uh, of the net.
0: Well I should think Doncaster will uh, I mean you make it sound competitive, but Doncaster are fourth in Swindon are yes, Uh
1: uh that is true. Um but uh, Swindon of their tails up is what I'm saying, which they just, apart from, you know, in the immediate aftermath of the Oxford game, they just haven't had, have, have, yeah, this season. So, um, it's, uh, it, it and an upturn in form is needed for them pretty quickly. Uh, and now would be a really good time to get it with, you know, optimism around the club with their signings. Um, because this has been just a really disappointing se- season for Swindon. Um, I've them in sixth. I've them finishing above Oxford this season. Um uh, and so it's a shame that Richie Wellins left um Salford's um but it's time to you know put that behind them and kick on now and you know get out of the relegation.
0: Indeed. So yeah. Uh that is uh, uh an interesting game at the bottom, uh Rochdale and Wigan clashing and that could have implications for Northampton for the Northampton the Oxford game. Because it uh we can that then uh, I think they're level on
1: points with Northampton, regardless of what happens. So. I think that uh leads us on nicely to talk about the crazy the only fixture in League One in Midweek, but an absolute crazy game at the Valley. Oh yeah. 4 two to Watford uh, Watford? God, what am I on about today? Rochester half time. um Quadwell Bar with two exceptionally good finishes, uh seventeen year old, uh, which I didn't know. Um, obviously, made funny by uh, Charlton's official Twitter account saying "goal for Rochdale" bar as if they saying "bar humbug," which <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> took some neutral to while to realise what was going on. Um, it's just mad to see though for Charlton, yeah. obviously a side where their eighteen nineteen promotion campaign was built on defensive celebrity is that now they're just the individual errors which you know accumulating to some of the goals they're completed are just absolutely abject. And they need a defensive revolution uh, if they're to pick up their and push again well, this look, season.
0: I don't like being hard on players, but you know I did a few trips on away days, and seeing Oshidare playing not in the centre is painful.
1: Yes, I, well, I mean,
0: so, we've uh, talked
1: on the kick about before. Of, uh, my only trip uh, in the home end uh to valley, so far. The, the yeah. And Osha o- 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 or... was playing as um a a register at, uh, at defensive midfield, which was pretty funny. Um uh but yeah, uh it was it was an entertaining game and you know why White- merit- such a
0: Jason Pierce with a red card and uh, yeah. an error which led to a goal, so not his final hour. <laughs> and Chris Gunter, well
1: Well I was um, just gonna say Charlton, a uh, absolutely tricks had a guilt edge chance at the end. Uh, to win the game. Yeah, to win it. Uh, Which, which were, Lee, Lee Bowyer, I'm sure, will be uh, leaving over, despite, you know, the decent character, uh, which Charles trying trying to get themselves back into the game.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Uh, but, Chak Ike, you know, just these fine margins, but one goal every eight, eight minutes. Uh, after a very disappointing season last year, you know, I think he's found his level and he's, he's found his confidence and I think he's Charlton's
1: biggest asset at the minute. I, I think he is too. I mean, he proved what a handful League could be at League Two level, and now he's proving what a League can be at League One level with the right structure behind them. Uh, well, yeah. um, and, and another thing that was made of Charlton in midweek was uh, they, they played a 5 3 2, um, which, I mean, Louis Jacques' objections to five at the back of side isn't. You know, a criminal offence. Uh, but what is totally baffling is playing Paul Smythe, who's um, he's not an all, even an all-round striker. He's a puncher, um, a potent striker, uh, right wing back. Just an absolutely bizarre decision uh, uh, from Lee Boyer. Yeah. Um, which I mean, hopefully, he isn't pulling uh, tactical surprises uh, if they can even be called that, um, like that, anytime, uh, anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, what do you think of Lee Bowie's uh, recent post-match comments regarding uh, the likes of Marcus Madison? And... It's, it's difficult to say because he's not... wrong. Right. Because some say that, to, as our friend said, tactically, he's been alright. but it, it, It's
1: difficult, though, because I think the thing with... He deploys, you know, fairly similar tactics in his 18 19 campaign but he was with that squad for a lot longer and you know he had been able to you know he had a season behind him with the squad and you know they knew what was expected of him. this is a pretty new charlton team with a lot of new players coming in um which yes it could be seen as trying to you know stamp down his standards and expectations uh with them uh, but equally it could just be new guy trying to you know uh, Showies, show you know, Charlie Big Bollocks, um, you know, just being too harsh. Um, and I mean, that's what it's kind of coming across, coming across as in recent weeks. It's fine in a rant, you know, um, but, uh, uh, you know, in Iran, it's a rant as a one off, uh, you know, when you've just completed the 90th minute, like they had done uh, at Shrewsbury uh, that time and then again at Swindon, um, it makes sense then. Um, But when he's doing it now, it just seems like a bit of a cop-out, especially, A, after using it as an excuse so many times, and B, you know, you can't really use that argument in a game which you've conceded four goals in to a side in the bottom half of the division when you've pulled a tactical move. Yeah.
0: I think he's attacking the wrong... I think, while we're criticising the wrong players. And, uh... no, I get that. I think uh, the frustration... In a sense of just getting to him, I mean, it's not long gone, but
1: uh... it is. It is interesting though because you know he could say you know like these individual mistakes have to go, which they do. Um, but I mean, why not? You know, pick out Chris Gunter, you know, for the, for the second goal. You know, just letting you know Bar uh, play off a one-two and you know running behind him without tracking the men, for example. You know, so it it it, it does seem that he's singling out certain players. Um, which is a potentially
0: toxic move.
1: Um, even when there's less scrutiny around such things uh at e level. Yeah.
0: It's interesting from him, but you know look, I don't I'm a bit look, it's okay, I've never been in football management, but you know, in just general human behaviour, I'm a a I'm a fan of uh, emotional restraint and I know that it's so intense. I know yeah. how fashion is going to hard to do but don't uh, don't panic when it, there is there is no reason to panic. Like it's a bit like being in an exam and flailing because you can't do one five mark question. If you get what I mean, I think you have to very quickly turn a negative to a positive. I,
1: I, I and... completely agree, Aki. I mean, logically, this should be the time of Boya's ten tenure where he's least stressed. You know, like this is yeah.
0: because he, as Louis and as our friends have said. Uh, you know, uh, he, he's in this job for as long as yeah, he wants Yeah,
1: and not only that, so. but Charlton finally had long-term stability and a long-term vision, which is what Boya has been crying out for. And then even like you know, he's got security now. He's got a long-term vision. You know, he can take his time. He can rest. He can plan. He can create that culture at the club. Or maybe not create, because he has already created it, but embed it. You know. Um And... I mean, I don't want to be, you know, too. I don't want to be pushing their expectations down too low. But it's not like it's not a disaster if they don't get promoted this season. You know, it's it's not good because people expect them to. But it's not a disaster. Um, uh, I mean, and look, sixth is still the aim for Charlton this season. Um, I know I'd back them in the playoffs against anyone with the metal and the experience that they have. Um, even if it's I don't know a Peterborough or a Lincoln side in really good form, for um, uh, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. They do need to be wary though that obviously there are growing rumours, well not rumours, growing. There's a growing reality, I should say, that the season is going to have to be curtailed. So they do need to be wary of their PPG um, and need an upturn.
0: Well, talk about PPGL. Something really interesting. I've got the table in front of me now. Charlton are in seventh. They've played twenty-one games. Ackrington Stanley are in seventeenth. They've played the. Uh, uh, sorry, just Ackrington Stanley are sixth, and they've played seventeen yeah. games. Uh, Pete, and they're on the same number of points as Charlton. So, Doncaster, Peterborough, and Ackrington Stanley are all on thirty-three points. Doncaster eighteen games, Peterborough yeah. nineteen games, Ackrington Stanley seventeen games. So yeah, their PPT is a serious and uh, Portsmouth on nineteen two with yeah. even more points. And Hull City on thirty eight having played only twenty games. So yeah, in terms of PPT, they are it it's not great in terms of promotion. And the, uh, yeah, they and
1: points. also none of the aforementioned the none of the sides uh, which you just mentioned are showing any signs of slowing down. Uh, which is a problem. No. Uh, so yeah as I have to say upturn and form is needed um slash less cancelled fixtures. <laughs> is needed for John. At the moment, like, the season is still being, you know, it's still scheduled to finish on time. There are enough spaces in the calendar left still, just about. Um, if that, failing that, you know, scrapping of Saturday, Tuesday routine may have to come into effect, especially, which, I mean, isn't a disaster with games behind closed doors, you know. So, but, we are nearly at breaking point uh with with the season um and as we and you know as as has been said you know a league one league two extension is feasible uh but not a championship uh, one at all yeah uh indeed uh and
0: yeah this is
1: a real serious problem that's going to yeah. need to be addressed. just a uh, final uh, just, uh, uh, sorry we, we went on a bit of a chart and tangent there um but to wrap up our chat on there league one Fleetwood versus Portsmouth. It's uh, is another really interesting game. Uh, Portsmouth have shown yeah. that they are the best side in the league on average this season, consistent performances. Marcus Harness has just stepped up a level uh, this season, which is just really nice to see. Um, and Sean Raggett's been a really good rock at the base of their defence. Meanwhile, Fleetwood, I mean, you know, they sacked Joey Barton. How, how long ago was it? A week and a bit ago now? Maybe two weeks ago?
0: I think, yeah, yeah. Two yeah, and a week
1: um, and uh, I mean, their position is still vacant. Um, I mean, there are a lot of decent managers, uh, going at the minute, um, uh, will be eyeing up jobs in the championship, I'm sure, such as Paul Cook, um, who I think, I mean, uh, his, uh, acceptance of a Wednesday job seems to have stalled a little bit. I'm not sure if I've missed anything there. Um, we'll see on that. Uh, but it'll be interesting if Fleetwood can get there, can, you know, get themselves psyched up, uh, and pull out. Uh, performance of this game because for when Fleetwood are at their best, they are a really good side.
0: Uh, bear in mind, just the the odds for the next uh, Sheffield Wednesday manager. Uh, bear with me. Uh, sorry, I think, yeah, Paul Cook is currently the favourite, I think. Yes. So, yeah. That's well, Nancy Frostick so. of the athletic
1: is a Wednesday, right? I was saying, but Paul Cook is likely um so it's just it, it, it it's strange to see that stalling maybe it's because of um sheffield uh sheffield oh goodness me sheffield wednesday got a positive round of COVID tests uh recently excuse me so their next two fixtures have been cancelled which is a big thing for them because yeah. they're in a really good run of form well at least by Wednesday standards and their games against wickham and coventry coming up wickham which are two just really you know winnable games um, which is a big uh, big shame for them
0: indeed uh yeah that's a good opportunity for i know they're uh, winnable games but uh yeah it's a good opportunity for them to uh recover, yeah. I
1: guess. Uh, and that, I, I guess, uh, leads us on nicely to uh, previewing the Championship. And uh, Cardiff-Norwich uh, strikes me as an interesting fixture. I mean, judging by the form table, it looks like a pretty routine win for Norwich. Um, but Neil Harris has come under increasing pressure uh, again. Um,
0: well, so he we should, because there was a slight yeah, resurgence, but he's always been under some pressure. There has been a downturn in
1: form in recent weeks. You know, most uh, most crushingly was the two on defeat feet away at Wickham, where Wickham played them off the park, really, um, which is not a, a sentence you expect to hear uh, with Wickham. Uh, especially...
0: Well, well, like I've always said, Wickham have the metal. Yeah. I mean, they're going to try and play you off the park, even if they can't.
1: No, win. no, they, they they do. and they, I mean, they do not deserve to only have 15 points this season at all. Um, no, no.
0: But yeah, Cardiff have one win in their last yeah. five. And they are fifteenth, which is not good enough because we had them uh, nearer on the playoffs. But uh who would you say is to blame? Would you say Neil Harris' tactics are? Uh, it, it's so uh, difficult
1: because his
0: negativity.
1: As we discussed, you know Harris and Cardiff look like a match made in heaven with the personnel that Cardiff had. Uh, so but it just it just not seem to be not seem to be working to, for one reason or another. I think the injury to more Moore uh, has yeah. been. Uh, a blow yeah. because I'm not sure. Glaf- Gla- I think Glaxo has decent potential as a championship striker, but
0: bear in mind uh, against Nottingham Forest, they're uh, they, they Cardiff huffed and puffed uh, for a solid uh, 87 minutes and still couldn't get anything 67% possession. Uh, they had Glaxo playing up front and
1: uh, yeah. still
0: nothing. Uh, and also,
1: it, it, it's weird because they had a when they have the upturn in form in December. Um, you know the four four two with uh, uh, Harris the academy, not Harris the manager, uh, coming in to play off. for uh, Moore was working really well. Um, I'm not sure if that's you know how that's evidence of how crucial Moore is uh, to the team. That uh, that's the reason for for the downturn. Um, and I mean it's going to be especially difficult for them to pick themselves out of this rut uh in the upcoming weeks um because of the uh, uh horrific news we heard about Sol Bamba um in in midweek uh that he's been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, yeah, so thoughts are definitely with him and his family and it's a you know a pretty uh chilling reminder of how even you know the most athletic among us uh can still succumb to such a horrid, horrid uh, horrid disease. Um so yeah force definitely with him and hopefully the squad you know rallies rallies around that as a source of motivation and you know uh, uh, can you know put put together a of results uh both for him but also for neil harrison it's a, it's a job. yeah
0: uh yeah that's that's interesting and uh i just hope so because cardiff fans i think that there's, there's significant loss of patience there too
1: definitely and, uh, I, and I mean I, I know you know finances are tight at the minute but there there is going to be a breaking point where Cardiff boards do the cardiff board do have to say that this isn't good enough despite the, because like yeah. even you know considering for the fact that there is a wider process at, at place which may take time even then cardiff in the bottom half of that squad should just not
0: be on no uh with regard to the other fixtures uh Middlesbrough
1: host Birmingham in the early kick-off. Yeah, I mean, I can't really see anything else in the Middlesbrough win here, which means that Birmingham are going to win. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Birmingham, five defeats in their last six, I think, or maybe four in their last five. Definitely at least four in their last five. Um, and these are all coming against sides who you know, around them. Um, so God knows what it's going to be like when they're playing teams in the top half. One of them is Middlesbrough. God knows what it's going to be like when they're playing teams who don't lose at home. Middlesbrough. Um, and uh, yeah, um, obviously, Middlesbrough are turning them over 4 1, I think, in the reverse fixture at St Andrews. Um, oh,
0: yeah, they haven't, uh, but yeah, you're right, Birmingham have it 1 5, so yeah, so yeah, that that's this is going to be and, seriously. Um, and Birmingham are threatened with relegation yeah. that if Derby keep climbing up, I,
1: I, I was just going to come on to that. I mean, we we were talking about this uh, on again on, on midweek. Um, uh, QPR with obviously a really important win at Luton. Big week, uh, Charlie Austin scoring on his return debut, which is really nice. Uh, it's really nice to see Charlie Austin back in the championship. He's a champion, he should be in the championship, I think.
0: Charlie, Austin. yeah. Well, if he's going to finish his career on a the high, then championships a league. For absolutely. Him.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult because we, you know, we even Wickham could experience an upturn in form. Um, but even assuming they don't, then Derby and Forest definitely are. Um, so, you know, that leaves an, at least one spot in the relegation zone, which is open. And, I mean, Birmingham definitely look the most likely to fall into that now. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And, you know, uh, I
0: think, is, is, it, is it still Karanka there? Yeah, Karanka
1: is still clinging on, but um, perhaps not for much longer. via if there's uh, if, no signs of improvement. Actually. But, oh, yeah, um, speaking of good... What, football, we I said, um, well, what we said as well, actually, uh, you, you, defa- you definitely jink up with me on this, this and we were discussing how Birmingham appointed I to karanka over the summer um, and how, obviously, Karanka does have the name and recognition, you know, that it's a positive appointment in the Championship. But, you know, Birmingham's you know crippling lack of creativity going forward and you know relative defensive solidity under Pep Clotet um you know what's Karanka going to change um it's going to improve and I mean <laughs> very little uh as evidence uh dictates so far this season
0: yeah I guess and there's so so much you can do with that squad speaking of good football Barnsley yes Barnsley. um it, it, it yeah it will definitely be a good game because Barnsley
1: are in there um I'm 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 dreaming of a Barnsley playoff for Shaki. Uh, well,
0: let's let's look at the table. Let's see uh, how how realistic it is because uh, Barnsley are currently ninth, thirty-four points. They're three points off Watford, having played a game more. This is completely possible, but again, with Watford, uh, they've got Munoz in. Uh Hopefully, uh, he'll be a bit more proactive and. Keep them up and just stop the slide because you know Watford are, are, are a bit of a child, yeah. aren't they? And that they should be much more comfortable, but they're very much. It's interesting
1: because in the last few Championship seasons, you know we've uh, we've seen you know flyers, while I like to call them, in the second half of the season. You know, veteran 18 eighteen nineteen being the most obvious example. Even Brentford last season, you know. Uh, coming up from mid-table. But this season, that seems unlikely to happen. I mean, the current top four in Norwich, Brentford, Bournemouth and Swansea, I think that's really unlikely to change. Um, And I think, you know, Middlesbrough, Barnsley, maybe even Blackburn with their potential playoff push, any any, any others, you know, they have to be eyeing Reading and Watford um, as teams uh, that they can uh, potentially uh, dislodge in fifth and sixth.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right, but it, it, the gap isn't huge, but you would trust, and it's the form that they're showing, it's only going to get bigger because uh, I think Watford, uh, I don't know whether they'll be cut off, but yeah, it, it's well, just one spot. Well, it's just, we've seen
1: the remarkable consistency of, of Brentford and Swansea so far this season. Um, we're which, I mean, it has shown no signs of slaying. And, you know, Bournemouth, who are maybe the other team that will drop out of the top four. I mean, we've just seen that in 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 at least around 50% of their games, just their quality is just too much. Um, especially, you know, with Don Slanke, Lewis Cook, Stanislas playing in such electric form. And now, Josh King as well has been brought in from the cold. Uh, in the Cup games and off the bench in recent weeks. And now he's finding his shooting boots as well. And I mean, Josh King had, um, I think it was uh, 17, 18, maybe 18, 19, uh, the season for Bournemouth in the Premier League, uh, where he was just absolutely electric. So to have a player at him at your disposal in the Championship, who's, you know, as I say, not in the cold anymore, um, it's just going to add to Bournemouth's firepower uh, up top. Quite a hypothetical point. Do you think Eddie Howe would be doing the same job pretty much
0: as Grayson Tindall?
1: I'm not sure it would be a tactical point. I think it would be a morale point and a player relationships point. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes just relationships just get stale and a change is needed. Um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even as, you know, the how much that squad went through with Eddie Howe and the amazing times that they had, um, you know, sometimes a change is needed, even you know, <laughs> if it's such a slight change as to just get the assistant that they had been working with. Uh, for, uh, oh, oh, God, what's that going to be? 11 years uh, as their uh, permanent manager uh, now. Um, but, no, but no, Tindall deserves credit because he he's kept things simple uh, as well. Um, and, you know, you can always see what Tindall's trying to do, um, uh, which is good to see. And um, as I say, he's working with a really thin squad, which is obviously his choosing, and I think it's the right choosing. Um, but, you know, he needs to be careful not to tire Bournemouth out too much. Uh, if they do have a playoff running.
0: Yeah, I guess so, indeed. And he knows the squad. I think that he benefited from that, too. But Swansea in second, uh, uh, have you changed your top No, no, Norwich on?
1: and Brentford still for my top two. I'm pretty, okay. I'm pretty confident on that. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I've, I've already
0: put a £10 bet on it. Um, so on that dif- rather definitive note... Uh, I think that is, uh, unless there's something else you want to cover. I think that's all yeah, the league's done. And, uh, and, no, uh, yeah, just
1: looking forward to, um, uh, reading. Really...
0: Oh, uh, yep. That's yeah. So, uh, in terms of, uh, fixtures to look forward to this weekend, uh, apart from Northampton, and Oxford, which, uh, of course all, all our listeners should be paying deep attention to, uh, there is Bristol Rovers versus yes. Carlton. Okay. Uh, Fleetwood Portsmouth, as you said, uh, Holland uh, Blackpool, uh, Blackpool yep. of course on a high from their winning against West Brom, and uh, AFC Wimbledon and Sunderland the cl- a clash with big implications. and that's yep. not tomorrow tomorrow uh, in the champion. I think we've, we've, we've previewed most of the championship pretty much, and uh, yeah, I guess. No, yeah, just, uh, as uh,
1: as we all dig into Soccer Saturday uh, tomorrow, just uh, keep an eye out for uh, the games we mentioned, especially uh, Cardiff Norwich in the Championship, because it's a really fun EFL mm-hmm. uh this weekend.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's everything. Thank you for listening. Uh, Do stay tuned to the football, and we'll be tweeting as much as we can and communicating, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye.